0: This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jets. Single bells. Joe Ingalls.
1: Gives it back to Joe to the cop, slams it in.
0: And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. (laughs) With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Joey
1: Ingles is coming to you on the Smart Rain guest S guest line. Best of State award winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties users sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Please visit SmartRain.net or call 877-346-3333. Joe Ingles, as reliable as ever, can't come on Thursdays because of Thanksgiving, so he's coming on as a game day. You can count on him for eight years years strong joe good morning how does a great australian family living and working in america celebrate
0: thanksgiving i was gonna say i was fine to do radio yesterday it wasn't me either <laughs> I <didn't know. laughs> um, no i mean yeah i was actually talking about it with uh so our assistant equipment manager is, is our australian boomers equipment manager and, and he came over this year from from the Boomers, and he's, he's our assistant here at the Jazz now, so we had him over yesterday and, and some other friends and stuff, and he, he was asking the same thing, like, have you always kind of gotten into it? Um, it's been weird, because obviously growing up in Australia, we, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but from the age of 17, I've had American teammates, um, so even when I was playing in Australia, my American teammates and their families were like, "Hey, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving." And obviously, at Australia, um, so yeah, I mean, for almost half my life, or, or pretty much half my life, I've I've celebrated Thanksgiving anyway. And even in Europe, having again American teammates, and then obviously now living here, so um, it's not for us like a, <laughs> a mass. Like we, if we didn't celebrate it, it wouldn't really bother me. Um, but we had, oh, we've obviously got some some pretty good friends here in, in Utah that are American too, and yeah, had a few people over yesterday, and um, yeah, had some food and hung out, and I guess did what you guys normally do.
1: So you watched football?
0: No, I didn't do that. <laughs> um, watched the kids play with their toys, but my American buddy had the football on for a little bit, but I watched about one pass, and then it was like. Yeah, I would rather watch the kids.
1: Okay. So, obviously, you're a proud Australian. You've said that many times over. Very. But in a sense, do you consider yourself, at least to a degree, some form of multicultural?
0: Um, No. I mean, I consider myself very, very Australian. Um, And again, obviously, like you said, very proud to be Australian. But I have been very lucky I guess to to be able to live and experience different cultures and foods and countries and people and um, I mean even before playing professionally with like junior Australian teams and stuff like that we would travel all over the world to Europe and play in little tournaments and and whatnot here and there so I mean from I mean, as much as early as I can remember, like 13, 14, 15, I'd been traveling to Europe and and obviously the States and um, obviously later in in my life and career, kind of playing in in Israel, Barcelona and and all these places. And um, very, I mean, people always ask, like, do you wish you went to college and like went in the draft and potentially got drafted? And I was like, yeah, it would have been. I mean, I would have been if I did that. That experience would have been great, and uh, I'm sure I would have enjoyed it. But my journey and my story and and all that that got me to to where I am now was was pretty fun. Like I can't, uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. Is there times like during it that I was frustrated and maybe wished I did another route and figured out a way to get to the NBA before turning 27? But um, obviously now looking back and and I've been very lucky. Um, what what bus was obviously given me not not just in terms of financially, but the, the, like I said, the countries I've lived in, the people I've met. Um, some of my close, probably my closest group of friends outside of my Australian friends is is my about four or five teammates I played with in in Israel, and we still talk every day to this point. One of them works for us, um, so yeah, there things like that 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 I, I yeah I wouldn't change for anything.
1: So when you made that decision at 17 not to go to college, and some of your contemporaries like Mills and other guys yeah. did, and we still see that today. And then the one kid that you played the other day, Giddy, who looks like he's going to be a star, by the way. I mean, just a young he kid. He will be, yeah. He's got all, all sorts of talent. So he's he's followed your path, although he didn't go the European route. He was good enough to come right to the NBA. When you were making that decision, was the goal to get in the NBA and you thought that was the way to go?
0: Um, I mean, it's funny, I because I, I... I mean, I've said it before, obviously, but the, the the NBA thing to me was just so, so far away. Um, I, again, grew up in Adelaide and, and wanted to play for the local team, Adelaide 36ers, and I wanted to play for Australia, and they were my only two thoughts growing up. Like, I'd never even... I didn't have, like, pay TV when I was growing up, so I couldn't watch highlights or games. Obviously, social media wasn't social media back then. You couldn't nearly watch a whole game on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Um, So just, I don't know, it just seemed so far away. And and as I got older, um, I mean, like you said about, about Giddy as well, like, at his age, him deciding to play in the NBL was to prepare himself for the draft. My decision to play in the NBL was because I hated school and didn't want to go to college. Mine had nothing to do with thinking it would prepare me for the NBA. Um, looking back, did like did it help prepare me? Probably because I, I did start playing against men and all that at seventeen. Um, probably prepared me more for Europe at the time, um, and then Europe preparing me for for the NBA. But um, we we were obviously myself and and josh were in such different but he always talks about or has talked about kind of looking up to me and trying to mold his or parts of his game after me. it's like dude you are so much better than i was at that age like we yeah did we take the same path yes um and he played in adelaide my hometown which who i wanted to play for um but the comparison of like how much better he is is not even close like it I think he's 19 or maybe just turned 20 now like I was there's no way in any lifetime or world I would be doing what he was doing or is doing in the NBA so um yeah my my decision was was purely Well, not purely but I I, I didn't want to go to school even though probably half the kids at college don't really do school um <laughs> it, it was purely to play. like I'd wanted to play in the NBL my whole life, and and I obviously had an opportunity and and ran with it.
1: All right, so, but do you think that if you had gone to college, I mean, there's no way of knowing, do you think it would have turned out differently? Because I'm guessing if eventually, if you had the talent to get to the NBA, you were going to get to the NBA, no matter what route you took.
0: Yeah, I I have thought about it before. I I haven't, like, dove too much into it because it's obviously, like you said, like there's just no way of really knowing. And um, the only two schools I, when I say consider, it's not like I was close to deciding to go there, but the only two that were like half intriguing was obviously St. Mary's because of all the Australian connection. And um, actually Baylor was the other one that I was like, um I think it's the same coach now. Scott Drew was was there or has been there forever and and was trying to get me to go there. And I would have actually played with Epe if I'd went at that time, which would have been funny, but um, like a few conversations with them, but it was just, yeah, I just never, and who knows, like if I'd gone and played the way I played in the NBL against guys my own age, like I obviously felt like I probably could have done a bit better than what I did in the NBL playing against guys my own age Um, after seeing what I did my first, whatever two three years there but like you said you, you just never know and and even back to the the giddy situation of of going to the nbl like when i played in the nbl i think i think bogart maybe i think it was just bogart was or maybe a couple other guys but there was the, the number of australians in the nba was so small um the nbl wasn't what it is now in terms of the next stars program and the these the young kids skipping college to go to the nbl um, so my decision was not like, this is <laughs> this is going to prepare me for the NBL, uh, for the NBA, um, where obviously now, like is Terrence Ferguson and Tory Craig and, and obviously Giddy and for sure missing a few other names, but these guys are going to the NBL. The decision is purely to prepare them for the NBA, where obviously mine was, was nothing to do with that.
1: Right, right. So basically now, Australians to the NBA through australia that door has been basically blown wide open
0: yeah i mean it's just such a realistic uh, i think the the next stars program they've got where you can bring over a pre-college or whatever that age is 17 18 year old kid and um they make pretty good money they obviously get to live in australia during the summer obviously the the language barrier isn't there Culturally, obviously, different, but very similar in, in, in a lot of things. Um, and then, uh, like I said, the guys that had, had done it in, in previous, the, the first couple of people that tried it out were, were very successful and got drafted. And, um, I think now, uh, and, and even obviously most recently with, with Giddy and the experience he's got, and then obviously he comes over and like you said, he, his first, whatever, 20 games have been pretty unreal. I saw a stat yesterday. Him, LeBron, and LaMelo are the only three players in history to have over 100 rebounds and 100 assists in their first 18 or 20 games or whatever the the games number was. So um, I think the NBL keeps proving that it's a league that you can go to and and get better and and then obviously come over. Tory Craig, completely different where he was out of college and all that and just went there because it was the job that was available and and ended up getting to the NBA the year after. So lots of different ways to, to do it, but obviously I, I think it's a, a hell of a way to, to, to be able to get over to the NBA now with obviously, like I said, all those positives with, with the country and the the language and the food and, and all that. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a good path to go. If you, you want to do that way.
1: Since we're totally playing the what if game with Joe Wingles, how about this? Now you guys, and I'm going to mean you guys, I mean your family, your wife and your, children certainly you and your wife leading the way you guys have ingratiated yourself into the utah life and basically you've made a deep dive and for someone who's only going to be here a relatively short span of time if you break it down over a 80 or 90 year period however long you live you've certainly dug some deep roots if do you think if you would have gone to whatever city in the nba fill in the city do you think you would have had this much of a connection like you've had here in Salt Lake, in the state of Utah?
0: Um, it's tough. Obviously, the the part of the city and, and I guess the flip side of it, them embracing me from day one, um, even though they were all frustrated I would never shoot my first year, but um, kind of embracing me and, and what I brought to the team originally. Obviously, they only knew me as a, as a basketballer that didn't shoot in my first year. Um but embracing, obviously, me and 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 then Renee um, as we got kind of comfortable here. Um, the flip side of of the other side of it with me, obviously, this is who I am. Like I I, I like to give myself to obviously the community here, the, the people um, try and do as much as we can. Obviously, I would have tried to do as much as I could have done wherever I. Lived if it was in the MBL still, or in Europe, or, or wherever it is. Um, obviously, eight years in, we're heavily connected here in in more ways than just basketball. Uh, basketball is probably like one of the least things that I'm. Obviously, I'm I'm here because of that. But the, the connections we've made in terms of not only friends, but the the work we've done in the community and stuff like that, like this. This place is is obviously very special, um, and, it, and it will always be, regardless of when my time is up here. Um, it, it'll always be somewhere we come back and visit. We'll bring the kids back. Um, I I think the the connection part as well is it's so much like my minus the, the snow. Um, it's so much like my hometown in Adelaide, um, even junior who's our equipment manager from australia the first time he he stays downtown the first time he drove up to my house he was like oh it's like driving the tea place tea Tree gully in in my hometown it's like when you're driving up foothill it, it looks exactly the same as what it does to driving to this place in adelaide i'm like yeah it's very similar so obviously that makes it a lot easier um or made it a lot easier originally but um yeah i mean the, the connections we've got here is is way beyond basketball the the, the stuff we've done with the, the community is something that we are obviously very proud of. Um, and like I said, even I mean, regardless of when it is, whether it's this year, next year, five years' time, um, we'll always come back and visit. There's no no way I'd ever stop doing stuff in the community. Whether I live in another city in America or in Australia, I'm mean, going to always try and um, try and help Salt Lake City, help Utah. Uh, I mean, in whatever way I can, so um yeah it's t- obviously tough to answer I, I like I said I would have kind of dove into whatever city I was living in um but obviously the the give back as well from from Utah from the jazz from the the people here from you guys everyone has has made it a lot easier to give myself to the community as much as we have.
1: At the weird situation with uh, two ball games at home against the same team yeah I, I, it's hard to say that this must win uh, you know we're still in November let's not lose sight of that but uh, there's been a level of inconsistency and I, I'm, I'm expecting and I've said this like I'm expecting like a 17 and three streak over 20 games and what level whatever it might be do you feel a sense of urgency to maybe get some more consistent winning
0: for sure Um I mean we we obviously get stats and numbers and, and watch film and do all that all the time and um it's funny when you look at the number coach actually asked me in a film session one day what what I thought we were rank offensively and I said, probably like middle of the pack like i like you said we'd we'd played some really good games and we'd play like the other end of really good um, <laughs> and um I said like oh you know like ten to fifteen or something somewhere in the middle of the pack and, and we were ranked one we were or one or two or something I think maybe at the time and I, I think still to, to this day we're we're ranked extremely high offensively maybe even still one and um on the other end of the floor half court defense we are ranked really high as well in the half court but in transition we've been horrible so um. It's like, yeah, that, that funny kind of line of, of trying to figure out what we can do to be more consistent. And like I said, obviously, we get we get a lot of stats and numbers and all that and get told that this is good and this is bad. And, and for us right now, I think the the consistency part is, it is key because if we can... Well, when you've got such a good half-court defense and obviously offensively, we know what we can do. Um, if we can stop teams running on us in transition which is obviously what teams are trying to do because they know how good our half-court defense is um and obviously to to date so far in the first 20 games of the year whatever we are um that's been working for teams they've been running and it's and it's been an effective thing so um for us we, we know there's little bits and pieces i think offensively even without shooting the ball, as a as a collective group, probably as well as we know we can, and we are still be being able to get some wins. And um, a, again, obviously with the transition defense and turnovers and stuff, I think offensive rebounding too is something that we can we can tighten up. Um, obviously, our record is is decent. I actually don't know exactly what it is, but I know it's <laughs> we're, we're we're up there somewhere. Um, if we can tighten up those few little things and then start shooting the ball at a level that we know we can. Like you said, I I feel like that we can go on a a run, but obviously that is on us and and we have to kind of control the controllables in terms of not turning the ball over or or boxing out and and running back in transition defense. And again, for us, defense is is where it's at and where we we know we can be really good. And the other end is very easy for us. We've got so many talented guys and, and so many options that, um, it's almost like pick pick who you want to put your weakest defender on because the four of our guards are still going to be able to make a make a play or, or an impact either way. So um, yeah, we, we definitely need some more consistency and and like you said, I, I think it'll come with with a little bit more focus and just getting locked in on those little things of, of boxing out and running back and stuff like that. Well, I can never
1: tell you how to play Joe, but what I can tell you is do not throw an in an Verdan elbow into the face of Isaiah Stewart. Okay,
0: I would never, ever, <laughs> ever do that.
1: Did you see that dude yeah. go after LeBron like that?
0: Yeah, he was. Uh, he wasn't happy. It was almost like he. Um, we were talking like when when you see your own blood, and you, you know, like you. That's when he. It looked like he he flipped when that because originally he, I mean, if he wanted to do whatever he was intending to do. He could have done it right away, and then obviously they got broken up, and I think LeBron tried to apologize or, or whatever, and then it was like the next moment he saw the blood dripping from his face, and he was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously glad nothing happens at the end of the day. All right. Well, hey, thanks
1: for coming on, and uh, go get a couple of wins this weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, that is Joe Ingles coming on, making his usual appearance that he always does. The guy is big-time money. Uh, obviously, we were off yesterday, uh, but he still comes on once a week. And do you want to go to the game tonight? Yack are you telling me we've got free tickets available? We have a pair of tickets to give away right now to a lucky caller. Caller 12, is that what they're doing? What's the phone number? Caller 12, 855-340-ZONE. That's 855-340-9663. Caller 12 will get a pair of tickets to tonight's game between the Jazz and the Pelicans. Yeah, and we got to tell you also, there you go. Get free tickets to the game tonight. See the Jazz play, the Pelicans. i got to tell you, coverage of the Las Vegas Raiders all season long is brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raiders debit card. All the same great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raiders. All right, man, stay with us. More to come, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.